0: Hope. It's a powerful thing. It energizes the weary, encourages those in despair, and empowers the fearful to rise up and fight another day. Hope is life giving. It quiets the mind's frantic thoughts. It searches the heart of God and returns confident that he who began a good work will be faithful to complete it. Two men sit among us today. Their stories are similar yet different. Both have faced incredible difficulties, difficulties that threaten to knock the very breath from your body and leave you paralyzed with fear. But hidden among the struggles of these two men and their families, we find reasons to hope. Their testimonies remind us this Christmas season that no matter how great the battle, hope can always be found. Sometimes we just have to step away from the noise and strengthen ourselves in the Lord in order to be reminded of the hope that only God can give. It was 2018 when they both came face to face with the ugly giant called cancer. For Wayne Carter, it came in the form of non-Hodgkin's follicular lymphoma. While reviewing the diagnosis with Wayne and his wife Dawn, doctors told them that the cancer was asymptomatic and he could go a lifetime without treatment being required. But in September of 2019, the cancer became aggressive. Scared and uncertain, Wayne and Dawn reached out to his oncologist. To their dismay, they learned that now, when they needed him most, their oncologist had left the practice with no one to replace him. Time was not on Wayne's side. His primary care physician was extremely concerned and told Dawn that Wayne's life was in very real danger and he would need help within the next few days. Helpless, Wayne and Dawn prayed. On Wednesday of that week, Dawn went to the FFM Women's Bible Study where she met a woman named Mary Ellen Smith. Through conversation, she discovered that Mary Ellen's husband, Jack, was also battling cancer. Hearing of Wayne's dilemma, Mary Ellen suggested that Dawn contact Goshen Cancer Center, where Jack had been going for treatment. The following morning, Dawn called GCC, and to her amazement, Wayne was being seen by an oncologist within 48 hours. Time was critical. Over the next five days, Wayne had a biopsy, a CT scan, a port placed in his chest, and his first dose of chemo. Things like this don't happen so quick don't often happen so quickly, but God was going before them and opening doors they couldn't have opened on their own. As Wayne began the seven cycles of his chemotherapy schedule, Dawn was facing a battle of her own. Fear and doubt filled her mind. Why she asked, why would God give her her beloved husband only to take him back? This is not how gift-giving works. Dawn's questions were left unanswered as she sat with Wayne through his first round of chemo. Sometimes the answers we long to hear are slow and coming, so all Dawn could do was wait. Wayne's body did not respond well to the chemo. During his first round, treatment was stopped early in order to deal with the severe reaction his body was having to the strong medications. Through the following days and weeks, the weight of their situation hung heavy over their home. Wayne lost his hair and experienced a variety of other side effects from the chemo treatments. And then the bills started arriving in the mail. Each chemo treatment produced a bill of $80,000, and with seven cycles to his treatment, the cost was staggering. Some bills were so high that if the Carters sold everything they owned, they would still be unable to cover the costs. Yet, in spite of Wayne's health condition, both he and Dawn were able to continue working, grateful for the medical insurance, which helped them navigate the mounting costs. Through December 2019, the Carters felt the love of you, their church family, as they were blessed in various ways, There was a love offering, prayer support, and a stack of firewood to heat their home from their FFM life group. Then came the last week of December. Wayne was sick. Each day he was more ill than the day before. And though they had had plans to spend New Year's Eve with their life group, instead they found themselves face down on their floor crying out to Jesus to spare Wayne's life. By now, Wayne was struggling to breathe and was unable to walk from one room to the next, so their son, Ben, drove his father down to GCC, where they ran labs, various scans, and a variety of tests until they were able to determine that Wayne had bacterial pneumonia, which could be treated with an antibiotic. Relieved, Dawn thanked God for once again sparing her husband's life. In February, there was more good news. After the sixth round of chemo, Wayne's PET scan returned with the exciting news that he was cancer-free. Feeling as though they could breathe again... Feeling as though they could breathe again, the Carters jumped back into the welcome reality of normal life. They traveled, worked on projects around the home, and cherished these days they had waited for so long. But then it was back. Only several months later, a PET scan revealed that the cancer had returned. Cancer on its own is hard enough, and the Carters already knew this, but now they would be maneuvering the world of cancer with COVID in the mix. No one would be allowed to go with Wayne for his chemo treatments, plus Dawn was not eligible for family medical leave of absence. As doctors discussed the next plan of attack, Wayne and Dawn's son and daughter, Ben and Victoria, rearranged their work schedules in order to be able to take their father to his appointments, this time to Indianapolis in addition to the chemo appointments in Goshen. This new regimen would be stronger with different and more difficult side effects. Wayne was plagued by nausea, headaches, bone pain, fatigue, and sleeplessness. And since the chemo was given weekly, his body didn't have time to recover before the next round was administered. Their days were mentally and physically trying, filled with moments of despair. Without this treatment, though, Wayne was told he only had three to six months to live, and so they pressed on. Victoria encouraged her parents with the words from Isaiah 35 With this news, strengthen those who have tired hands. And encourage those who have weak knees. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear, for your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you. You see, the Carters have learned that no matter what the outcome will be, cancer does not get the last word. During the hardest battle of their lives, Dawn had a vision of the monster called cancer coming before the throne of God. And as she watched, the very thing that looked big and ugly and scary suddenly lost its ability to continue its reign of terror and it was cast into the lake of fire. Cancer will bow to the name of Jesus. Three times now, Wayne has been told he had only months to live. But against all odds, God has stepped in. Though none of us know what lies ahead, we can have hope that God is ready, willing, and desiring to go through it with us. He wants to be our peace, our comfort, our hope, no matter how the story ends. A year ago, Wayne and Don had celebrated their 30th wedding anniversary, and they couldn't help but wonder if it would be their last. But just this week, they celebrated their 31st. And though this past year has been difficult, God in his kindness also brought a ray of sunshine into their lives in June with the arrival of their grandson, Roman Wayne. And how like God to remind us of the hope that new life brings with the birth of a child. Wayne and Dawn, against the odds, you came through this past year. It has been hard, but you have persevered and you have discovered some amazing secrets. Secrets you're willing to share with us today and married couples, we would do well to listen. Dawn, you admitted that though you wrestled with Jesus over your husband's diagnosis through it you have found peace because you recognize that Wayne belongs to Jesus first. And while many of us struggle over petty disappointments you two discovered the strength that is found in mornings spent together reading the word of God and praying. You learned that arguing over everyday things like dishes left on the table are moments wasted, moments you will never get back, moments that could be spent so much more wisely. And you learned that being in the desert doesn't mean being apart from God. You were reminded that the prayers of the body of Christ are powerful and wonderful. In fact, your journey has brought a friendship into your lives that has found added value because of cancer, your friendship with Jack and Mary Ellen Smith. It is one that has been a source of encouragement and support. Mary Ellen encouraged Dawn to connect with their oncologist in Indiana, and later Dawn was able to help Mary Ellen connect with doctors at U of M. Two wives linking arms and hearts as they helped their husbands fight for their lives. To watch them is inspiring. Like Wayne, Jack had also received a cancer diagnosis in 2018. It was November 28th of that year when the doctors told them the news. Jack's body had been invaded by an aggressive prostate cancer that had already metastasized and he was now in stage four. His PSA levels, which should normally read at four points or less, was a whopping 33 points. Mary Ellen and Jack sat in disbelief as they were told that Jack had approximately 9 to 12 months to live. And should the doctors be able to get the the cancer under control, they could hope for three to three and a half years max. Jack was given a cancer drug with hopes it would help lower his PSA and was sent home to wait until his next appointment. After that, he would be starting a... um, shot regimen time seemed to stand still as the words swirled around them leaving them feeling as though the earth had swallowed them into a deep dark hole the following days were much the same a heaviness loomed over them as doubt and fear and worry took up residence in their minds by this time jack and mary ellen had been attending firm foundation for about two months before the service pastor don walked by and stopped to greet them how are you doing he asked fine jack replied mary ellen burst into tears and said he just lied to you pastor don Jack has stage four cancer, and we are in a fight for his life. Pastor Don immediately prayed over Jack and Mary Ellen, and that alone brought a measure of comfort. Then came worship. Every song seemed as though it had been chosen specifically for them, and more heaviness lifted. That Sunday, we lit an Advent candle, and I wonder if God smiled that day, for though the Smiths couldn't have known, God knew. He knew that we would be here two years later telling this story And once again, lighting the same Advent candle, the candle of hope. And I just want to point out that I did not know this until this week. We did not plan Advent, the candle of hope, for their story um, around that. I just thought that was amazing. On that day, two years ago, Jack and Mary Ellen didn't have God's perspective. They couldn't have seen today. They could only place their hope in God and trust him for the outcome. Like Advent, the message that day was focused on hope. Several times throughout the sermon, Pastor Don pointed right at Jack and encouraged him to hope. It felt as though the sermon had been tailor-made for them. After the service, a group of people surrounded the Smiths and asked God for a miracle for Jack. They left church that morning feeling uplifted and renewed by the hope that had been poured into them. The holidays were different that year. How could they not be when one spends their days gripping onto hope without any guarantee of what the new year would bring? And finally, it was January 10th and time for another doctor visit. The doctor scratched his head in amazement. While most patients with Jack's type of cancer suffer from a variety of side effects, Jack had none. On top of that, his PSA level had dropped from 33 points to (laughs) 3.72. Amazing! Their doctor warned them, though, to expect that the PSA level would spike again, but it never has. In fact, in April of 2020, his PSA was summed up in one beautiful measurement, undetectable. Mary Ellen remembered that life sentence, though, and had to ask, so what is Jack's life expectancy now? And together they heard another beautiful word, indefinitely. God stepped in. He stepped in and interrupted the expected outcome. He stepped in and filled Jack and Mary Ellen with hope, even when they had nothing tangible to base their hope on. Nothing, that is, but their hope in the Lord. And is there really anything better to build your hope on than a hope that only God can give? Life hasn't been perfect for Jack and Mary Ellen since that day this past April. Jack's cancer is undetectable, but he has since developed non-stop gastrointestinal symptoms, the effects that have stolen much of his health and caused some complications. Like Wayne, the setback came out of nowhere and threatens to wear one down emotionally more than the original diagnosis. Yet, like the Carters, Jack and Mary Ellen use these long days of discomfort to develop a set of time each day to read the Word of God and pray together. I love the pattern there. It has been a source of comfort and renewal. According to them, this exercise alone has removed all concern because they recognize that they're going through this hardship for a reason. They use their experiences to minister to others dealing with cancer and discovered that because of this, God has been able to use them in ways they had never imagined. Ironic, isn't it? How two couples who had everything to lose stand here today and remind us of what really matters when all seems lost and you're staring death in the face and if they after all they have faced can tell us to hope then what's our problem we live in a world that is desperate for something to believe in to cling to to hope in, and we have a choice we can feed the false narratives of the enemy and let it dictate our mind will and emotions or we can renew our focus with the promises of who God is and discover the freedom that comes when we rest in that confidence. Jack and Mary Ellen, Wayne and Dawn and your children, I'd like you guys to stand. We want to celebrate the goodness that God has done in your lives. I want to thank you guys for the inspiration that you have been to all of us. And I'll invite the rest of you to stand as well. This Christmas, let's remember to fix our eyes on Jesus, to cut out anything in our lives that keeps us from finding hope in his presence. He is the author of the life and the reason for our hope. And so along with the candle of love and of joy, we light the candle of hope today. And Father God, I just want to thank you so much for Jack and for Wayne. And God, we ask for continued healing in their lives. Father, I pray that you would touch them even now. And we just release healing over them in the name of Jesus. And Father God, for anybody else who is here that might be fighting this monster called cancer, I pray, Father, that you would touch them. Thank you, God, for the hope that can be found in you. And Father, I pray that in this room today and those who are watching, who are feeling hopeless and discouraged, would you open our eyes to see the things can give us hope and i just release hope over this room father i just release it over this room it comes from you and you alone and god no matter what we face no matter what we face no matter what tomorrow holds you have you are already there you go before us you open doors that no man can close and you close doors no man can open we trust you with our lives, and we thank you for this gift of hope. In Jesus' name, amen.